Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, welcome back, welcome back. We are back from our spring break. Lux, welcome to Let's Chat. Hey, T, happy Wednesday. Hey, Lisa girl. You know, I kind of missed our little tune there. Got to get. We got to get back in our groove. <laughs> we needed that break. We are so happy to be on the air and with you guys. This is pop up Wednesday evening. How everybody doing? <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I'm excited because we have a great show tonight. Mm-hmm. Great, great show. We have to reschedule uh, Coco Brown because she is traveling and she's okay. not going to be able to call in, but she will be calling in on next week. Okay. But we still That's have a exciting. hot show. You know, it's always fun when we have Miss Teresa Howe in the chat room. And uh, we got our new guest, Melanie Camacho. You know, we can jack up the name, so I'm hoping I'm pronouncing it right. So we hope you guys are tuned in. At least the topic, you know, I always look at our topic right, right as the show starts to just get a fresh take on it. Great topic, women. We are the world. Girl, where you come up with that one from tonight? Right. Well, I was listening to, because you know, I always be thinking about stuff and I get crazy stuff. Like, people think when I post on Facebook that it's like stuff that's like happening to me, but it doesn't. It's, well, it do be mm-hmm. happening. I might, I work customer service during the day at work. And when people call in, they be all angry and I'd be like, you know, we have such a tendency. <laughs> so I just turn it into a post. You know, I, hey. <laughs> Life is content. Life is content, y'all. Your life is content. And so when stuff happens, I turn it into content, mm-hmm. and I post mm-hmm. it. And um, 
That's what I do. But I'm gonna give y'all. I'm gonna drop a little jewel on y'all. I'm gonna drop a little jewel on y'all. When y'all are posting on Facebook or any type of social media, and you're posting your thoughts. Make sure that you are tagging yourself. First of all, you want to make sure that you have your own unique tag. That's you. Because you can Mm -hmm. track your posts that way and how far that they go and who shared them and who liked them. But at the same time, if you have a blog, you can take those Mm -hmm. same posts that you're posting Mm -hmm. on social media and blog them on your blog. You can turn them into articles. You can turn them into short discussions. So many things you can do to push your brand. Just a little jewel I want to drop. Awesome. You know, jewels are precious, especially in this industry, because if you don't tag yourself, you never know who's tagging you and who's sharing or who's what. So that's a great jewel that you just got, Lee. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I get little jewels here and there, and I love to be able to drop them and share. Um, I share a lot with my team, Reese Rope. Publishing, I do. I share a lot with my authors, different things, different promotional tidbits, um, because Mm -hmm. I feel like as I position myself, I have to position those people around me, and I try to do Mm -hmm. that all the time. You know, as I position myself Mm -hmm. and uh, and network in in this area or network with this person or mix and mingle with this person or I'm going to this event, I try to also position those around me um, all the Mm -hmm. time. And it, it's it's mm-hmm. been a blessing because I've been able to always step into um, or people have always been placed in my path. Um, awesome mm-hmm. people have always been placed in my path. And so I'm excited um, because mm-hmm. there are just is so many things that I'm going to be doing. And I try mm-hmm. to make sure that my team is doing some things too. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Lisa, I just have to say, you know, being a part of your team, and, you know, we always have our daily affirmations with each other. We really enjoy our company. But when you, what you just said, uh, as you position yourself, you position those around you. That's, to me, that is what a leader does. You know, it, it's not a selfish person because if it was all about self, then you would do what you had to do to position just you. So you not only position you, but you position those around you. And not necessarily on your team because you are a sharing person, and that's one of the many things that I so appreciate about you. So those jewels that you drop and that you share with our listening audience, um, I know they appreciate it just as much as I do. So I thank you for those jewels. Well, you are more than welcome, T. You know, I appreciate you. You know, I already know. T is my right hand, and most of the time she is my left hand because sometimes I get so busy. I can get so wrapped up in everything that I have going just in my mind that uh, she might have and be like, please, did you remember to, you know, so sometimes I do, I get busy where I just kind of check out for a minute and be off in la-la land doing so many other things. I need to, I posted the other day, child, I need to be writing, child. I do, I, and every time, I kid you not, Every time I get some ideas of something mm-hmm. and I sit down and like, oh, I'm about to do this, the phone rings or somebody texts me or somebody needs them. It's like, oh, man. But it, it never <laughs> feels that it happens that way. Every time I mm-hmm. sit down to, and I know that's a bad excuse. That's an excuse. You should never have an excuse to do the things <laughs> that you want to do. That was my purpose. I know that's say. right. And you know, Lisa, <laughs> I know you get busy over there and I try to drop a funny anecdote, 
you know me, sometimes I could just make stuff up just to get a laugh. I just crack myself up sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. T is an influencer. She be influencing me. Sometimes it don't be me. It be T. It don't be me. It be her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We just have a good laugh, a good a tissue moment. We just have so many laughing tears coming out that we need those moments. But, you know, we work hard, Lisa. We have to have it and, and, and share and appreciate those fun moments because everything that we do, we have fun moments. But um, for those that are not familiar with our fun moments, <laughs> welcome to Let's Chat. My name is Tony, and I am joined by the phenomenal Miss herself, Miss Lisa. And for those, all those that are not familiar with what we do here on Let's Chat, you know, me and Lisa, we just get right into the show like we don't see unfamiliar faces listening and, and seeing us for the very first time. But we love celebrating literature, not just literature, but all walks of life, no matter what it may be. Well, no matter what it may be, I got to get my groove back on leash. But uh, we love doing it the royal way here in the chat room. And uh, we'll have our guests share their most intimate, fun, and friendly anecdotes with us. It's a friendly environment. Chair, get your red cup out. We don't judge. <laughs> Whatever suits your fancy. We just want you guys to enjoy the experience of here on Let's Chat with me and Leisha. And we so appreciate everyone that is tuned in tonight. Absolutely. And speaking of people that cross our path, you know, I want to shout out Tanya Jackson um, because she is always, always, always keeping me in thoughts whenever uh, she has a client. So I want to say shout out to a Takeover Production because she is always, always, always thinking of me every time she has a specific client. Um, and she wants to get them on the show. So I really appreciate her um, being able to be, you know, that person that always mm-hmm. kind of say, well, I got this person for you. I got she can't do it all the time. But when she does, she does. And I appreciate her. And so tonight mm-hmm. she got us comedian uh, Mel- Melanie Carmacho. I don't know if you guys don't remember her, but I remember her. She's a comedian. She's an actor. She's a writer. And so we're going to have her on tonight. We're going to talk that talk with her find out what she has going on. I know she has a girls night out um, that she's part mm-hmm. of. So I'm excited to hear about that. And, you know, so that's why I got our topic today. Women, we are the world. If y'all think about it, we are the world. I was listening to TD Jake's interview on the breakfast club and he was talking about women and he was talking about mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and he was like, we are black women. We lead the race becoming entrepreneurs. We're always thinking about business and how to expand and how to move forward. And that, and that's true. Mm-hmm. We are the world. We are the backbone. You know, we are the, 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 the neck, you know what I'm saying? You know, we, we, mm-hmm. we keep everything in line. We align the spine. We're part of the backbone of every man and mm-hmm. we do our thing. And sometimes it's mm-hmm. a struggle for us to do our thing because I think a lot of people, and some men, and I, don't send me no inboxes because this is just how I feel and, you know, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. um, I, um, I don't want to say, I want to use a nice word, but I'm going to say mm-hmm. some men are intimidated by black women, women in general, because we are a strong, strong breed. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We are strong. Right. We will 
take care of the house, come home, run our business, come home. I mean, we will do it. We will make sure it gets done. And I love it. Mm -hmm. I love our resilience. Um, I -hmm. love the fact that we are independent. And don't get me wrong, because being independent is is a very great attribute to have. But it's also our Mm -hmm. weakness. Because sometimes we can tend to be a little too independent. But being independent has has its ups and its downs. But the best part about black women is because we are so independent, we have the mentality, even if you don't do it, it's still going to get done. And we take that in every aspect of our lives, not just with our families, but anything that we're doing. You know, I love it Mm -hmm. that we don't depend on other people to make sure we get where we want to go or do the things that we Mm want to do. And 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 mm-hmm. all of us. So when I say that we mm-hmm. are the world, we are the world. Mhm. I totally agree. And um, the word that just kept coming to mind as you were uh, talking just now is resilient. You know, sometimes we're so resilient to the point that it's at the cost of self, because we are so concerned with everyone and everything around us being ran smoothly or just being ran, whether we feel it's smoothly or not. It's always at the cost, not always, but sometimes it's at the cost of self. And sometimes we have to just sit back and take care of us because if we don't take care of us, how are we going to continue that resiliency? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that if we as women, we, we go through so much, and I think we're challenged a lot, and people challenge us a lot just because they feel like, and I, again, don't send me no inboxes, but I think that a lot of men kind of look at us as inferior because we're women, we're supposed to be weak. You know, we're supposed mm-hmm. to need, and I don't necessarily, mm-hmm. I feel like this, I'd rather be wanted than needed, and the truth is mm-hmm. we don't need. You may want a man. You may want a male figure, but you don't need one because everything he's doing for you, you can do. You know, it's not nothing mm-hmm. in this world you can't do because you're a woman. And mm-hmm. and I just, I love our grind and our hustle because we make it happen. Mm-hmm. We make it happen for our, our people around us. We make it happen for our people who don't know us. We can see you and and really be so compassionate because we're nurturers. We can reach out and say, Mm -hmm. you know, I saw such and such, and I really don't know him, but I'm going to go ahead on and I'm going to do this for this person because we we are always trying to pour into other people, and that's the best part of Mm -hmm. being a woman. Call me an Amazon. Mm -hmm. I would never want to be a man. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Leash, that's interesting. Uh, We are nurturers, but on the flip side, you know, as far as um, just my experience with the with the opposite sex uh, with men, I feel that they're like we tend to nurture. I think men tend to want to fix things. You know, they they are the fixer upper, the the one that makes it all, puts it all together. And I think a lot of times, sometimes if you're not mature enough to to know that, sometimes those two elements can work well together. It can also cause problems, and um, you just have to know what you bring to the table, you know, and know what the other person brings to a table and that communication. Well, babe, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. Sometimes you just need to say those words because the first uh, thing a man wants to do is fix it. 
And that's not necessarily the case. Right. I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to hear me. I just need you to, to listen. I just need to listen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so right. those, those elements play a part as well, especially in a relationship. You know, you have to be able Absolutely. to have that give and go. And I agree, and and I thought about this today because a lot of times we can handle things, and men want to be on the forefront. They want to be the ones we come to first. And and when you're independent, it's like, why do I got to run to you? You know what I'm saying? I don't have to run Mm -hmm. to you. If I need you to sin, then that's different. But when I don't need you to step in, don't step in. I got Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let you do you and be you. And when you need help, right? And if you're in tune, but if you're in tune, least that person will know that you need the help, and they'll know when to step in. That's where that in tuneness comes from as well. That's true. Knowing that is knowing so true. what you need before you need it. That is so true. But we got our first guest, y'all, and child. Let me tell you, child, she was serving us funny when I was watching her way, way back. I get so excited because she is so. Funny, she done told some. She, I can't even really say. She told this one mm-hmm. joke about men with little penises. Oh my goodness! Oh lord! She <laughs> already got me going, and she hasn't even come to the door to the chat room yet. When I say, when I say, hilarious, y'all. <laughs> hilarious mm-hmm. and then she tells the truth that was making so funny because the way she put it to you you can't help but laugh but you're like she sure is telling the truth ain't she <laughs> so i'm excited that we have her tonight on let's chat we're gonna bring her into the chat room let her kick in the chat room door welcome welcome okay. miss carmacho how are you how are you i'm fine how are you doing you guys are, are deep are into good. the conversation today, ain't you? <laughs> we try, girl. We try. But thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh-huh. And you said men are fixers. You know what men are? Men like to be, they like to feel needed. If there's they no do. reason, if you don't need me, they don't want to hear that. I don't need no man. They want to be needed. They want you mm-hmm. to let them be a man. We have been independent mm-hmm. for so long that a lot of women have problems with Letting a man be a man. Let that man be a man. Let him open that door. Wait for him to open that door. If he'll figure it out in a minute, you ain't got to say nothing. Just stand there. He'll he'll figure it out. Why is he standing there? Oh, my bad. Yeah, your bad, nigga. No, I mean, mister. Your bad, mister. I remember one of my favorite comments, Underwood, say, don't tell that man Uh you need a refrigerator. Bring him a hot oh. glass of Kool-Aid. I said, that'll do it. <laughs> Bring him some hot Kool-Aid. Watch him. Baby, you need a refrigerator? Go and a freezer, too, if you want some ice next time. Bet you that. That's right. Yeah, they, men want to be needed. They want to feel like there's. they don't want you to be like, I don't know what I need you for. I could do it for myself. They want you mm-hmm. to want them to help. Let me be a man, right. baby. Let me Let me help you. It's not fixing. It's helping. Right. So that's and if, how and if, men want to do. And if, they can, and if you the don't need them, they'll go to the next one that needs them. Right. Somebody that need them, fine. Y'all be like, why mm-hmm. they be dating them ratchet chicks? Because they need them. Them ratchet chicks <laughs> Or they act them. like they need them. They need them they so they can like get they their need booty. Them right, right. They have to do act like you need them. Act like you mm-hmm. need them to do any little thing. Once you get into a good relationship, oh, I need you to pick the kids up for me today because I can't make it. 
I do mm-hmm. little test stuff to see right. how good you are. Oh, <laughs> let's see what you'll do. Ain't nothing let's to eat. You come gonna through. go take, go and buy something to eat, or mm-hmm. uh, you gonna cook for me? What you gonna do? You gonna let me starve? Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, I don't Ooh, know what I'm gonna do tonight. Ain't nothing in here to eat. And let's see where <laughs> he go from there. I got well, something need, to eat, baby. and I got some money to get something. But that's how you, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you play that. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I ain't got nothing. Let that nigga feel good about going to Popeye's, okay? Let him feel good <laughs> about picking up some chicken. I fed you and your kids. Give them a little ammunition for when times get hard, because he's going to show throw it back in your face. I bought you and oh, your yeah. kids Popeye's. Okay, yeah, Popeye's. <laughs> right. You said it all in a lump sum. Here, I can give you that right back on my EBT card. What you want? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> most of the time Dark they just want to be needed. Oh, Dark right. white meat. They're like, well, what you need me? All you need me for is sex. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Well, yeah. Don't tell them that. Don't tell them that. I love it. Think. I love it. Because they got <laughs> toys. They don't, Toys don't replace the boys. But they no, they don't. No, they don't. No, no. Hey. There's nothing like a penis with a heartbeat. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, I would have rather heard Cardi now B we... saying that than Kevin Hart. All right, wait a minute. I'm talking about penises, Kevin Hart. Don't be saying all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Okay. You have to do something like that. We love it. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're going to have to change that. Yeah, we're going to have to switch that up a little bit. We're going to have to uh-huh. put a little, little female something on there. Now, I remember you from back on Death Comedy Jam. Just, just. Oh, yeah. A bowl of funny. So you got to you gotta tell us well, what you've been you. cooking in your creative kitchen. Um, you, you got well, movies. Everything. You got, you write, you direct. Tell us what you got going on. Well, yep, I just wrote and directed my first film. Everybody, it's a lot of, all of the L.A. comics are in it, and a few comics came from out of state to be in it. Um, Who's in Uh it? J. Anthony Brown, Tiffany Haddish, Earthquake, Kim Whitley, Sherry Shepard. Oh, God, there's so many names. Damon Williams, Marvin Dixon. Oh, God, it's just Boogie B. He's an L.A.-based comic. This lady named The Funny Lady. Hilarious. Uh, we got a couple of actors, Tanji Ambrose and James Black. You'll probably see, once you see them, you'll recognize them. You'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They do a lot of commercials. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's yeah. a nice oh, oh, Yeah. Right, right. So, so it's going to be nice. Can't mm-hmm. wait. A.J. Johnson. I mean, I can keep going down the list. Shane. Oh, gosh, a lot of people. Oh, I love A.J. too. She always okay. she always dropping knowledge on a daily basis to get your mind right. So tell us what we can expect from this project you have going. Okay, well you'll probably see it around Christmas. It's a Christmas film. So um mm-hmm. I got a few meetings. When I get back, I'm headed to um Memphis as soon as I get out of here on Friday. I got two shows in Memphis, Saturday and Sunday. And I'll be back for a minute. Um I was on a play with a lot of people um, called the Friendly mm-hmm. Neighborhood Barbershop. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but something's going on with this play. Ain't nobody been paid. And we spent three mm-hmm. weeks in Oklahoma, know. did five shows, ain't heard from nobody. So it's like 
Oh. I'm guessing it's canceled because ain't nobody mm-hmm. got to pay me to keep me working. So I'm back out I'm here. Sorry. You catch me. I'll be in um, Girls' Night Out here Friday in Los Angeles. Um, we mm-hmm. got a show at the Microsoft Theater downtown L.A. Um, hurry up because it's just about sold out. And then what oh. else is going on? I'm on tour with the Girls' Night Out, which is um, – it switches up the lineup. But here in L.A. is myself, Adele Givens, Lonnie Love, Sherry Shepard. Um, who else? Lonnie Love. Just Meaning Hilarious. Hosting. Just Hilarious, yes. And uh, mm. we're just going to be on and popping. But the lineup switches up. Um, we'll be after that uh, April twenty eighth. Girls' night out will be in um, where? Oh God, Baltimore. No, we'll be in D.C. at the MGM Grand April twenty eighth. Then I'll mm-hmm. be in Atlanta and Memphis this weekend. Atlanta, I'll be at BB King's um, in New York. And Howard University with my boy, uh, Mr. Paul Mooney, going out, mm-hmm. uh, working with him for a couple of shows. He's one of the great legends of comedy. So this is an honor mm-hmm. for me. I've toured with everybody, and he is one person I have yet to work with. So this is, I get the opportunity coming up in a couple of days, mm-hmm. and I can't wait. So, yep, That's doing all that, fun. trying to get some film and some TV under the belt and I'm working on a few things I can't talk about, but mm-hmm. you'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this business, great. you got to keep your mouth shut because they'll steal it from you. I know, that's right. You know Especially what? They can go back that and listen. so true. <laughs> you'll be like, I was talking to and him say, about that. Next thing you know, that it's on TV. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. keep your mouth shut. You got to be quiet. I can't believe they did a show like that. Well, they believe it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. But let's talk a little bit about women in comedy because we were talking about our topic today is women, we are the world. And women in comedy, Mm -hmm. you guys have broken so many barriers and crossed over. Talk a little bit about that. How does that make you feel? Because you guys really, really, really stick out and go to places that we do see male comics, but we see female comics just, just really representing us. Well, we try. I mean, not all do, but... I try anyway. And, you know, I, I think it's more to comedy than getting up there saying be it and MFing and cussing. You don't have to cuss through your whole set if you got some material. So mm-hmm. you need to sit back and relax. A lot of women come into the game thinking, okay, because they're cute, they're going to make it this far. But you're not. What's going to happen is you have to keep your mouth and your legs closed in this game. You see all the cute girls that ain't working no more. I'm still strong, 25 mm-hmm. years, because I don't screw comedians. I say mm-hmm. it's just too many fans in that audience for me to pick the comic. Mm-hmm. Mm. You got to keep it real. <laughs> but how do you guys balance life? How do you balance? Because we had we've had a lot of comics on, and your your the jobs that you do and everything is all is really on the go a lot of times. How do you balance life? And, and home and family with your passion and your vision and being able to to accommodate both. I think we lost our call. Oh, did we lose her? She'll call back I thought in. I heard the call. Yeah, I thought I heard the call drop. I want to ask her what was the inspiration behind Girls Night Out because it sounds like 
it's a fun time, especially when the cast change from city to city. You know, you you pick up those strong comedians um, and add it to your tour. So I'm going to be interested to hear the inspiration behind that. It sounds like a lot of fun, though. Yeah, and just just to laugh, I think laughter is one of the best things that you can do to just lift your spirits at all times. I think you should just laugh every day. You even like if you're not feeling well, you notice if you laugh a little bit, you start feeling better, and I just love it. Mhm, mhm. <laughs> That's kind of to the what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I'm still cracking up at that um, hashtag all me up babe that I put in the box. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know, right? But it's it's true because see, you're forever branding, and when you're forever mm-hmm. branding, um, no matter what you're doing, you're always branding mm-hmm. your what you and you're your brand. You're the product. True. You know true. whether you're an author or a comedian or a writer mm-hmm. or whatever that that thing that you're doing, you are the brand. Your mm-hmm. pen is the product. And so at all times, mm-hmm. I can't wait till she comes back because I want to know how does she keep her pen fresh? How does she, mm. you know, I know life is content, but sometimes you can't have that much going on in the life. Well, you can, but, you know, how, right. do they, how does she right. keep that alive? How does she keep that pen um, pushing even in sometimes where, especially in Hollywood, it's such a, a rough, you know, atmosphere. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to hold your integrity and keep that. And I love how she touched on not sleeping with everybody, not mixing business mm-hmm. with pleasure. Mm-hmm. And also the longevity, you know, because like you said, a lot of them you don't see around anymore. And how do you keep that, that longevity and still remain relevant and still remain fresh, especially in that field? You know, because everybody thinks they're a, com- they're a comedian at one point, and it's not easy. Right. Everybody funny a little bit, but to be funny for <laughs> 20 years, it, it, that's a lot. And that means that it's more than just being funny. It's a craft. How do you sharpen your pen? How do you, how do you right. make your craft um, take you to that next generation how do you mm-hmm. what what are the things that they do to keep themselves relevant I love that on the girls night out that she has just hilarious because just mm-hmm. hilarious is a great way to connect with younger generations and be able to bring in the funny um, across the board because now you're right. drawing in a, a, a crowd so I'm excited right. that they are doing that and we welcome you back Melanie we know you dropped <laughs> Well, originally we had Tiffany doing that. She got mm-hmm. kind of busy. She got kind of busy, mm-hmm. so we they brought in Jeff Hilarious to see, you know, hopefully that'll get a few more tickets sold here in L.A. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, each his own. I mean, I hope she does sell some tickets. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so we did have some questions for you because how do you how do you keep your pen sharp? How do you sharpen your pen? Um, because you, you, you use it in so many different capacities, but then when you have to do comedy, you have to really, really work your craft. How do you do that and keep it sharp and still be able to do other things? Well, you know, it's hard comedy. You can't, you got to, 
you got to keep working, that's for sure. You can't stop doing comedy, go do a couple of movies, and then think you're going to come back and be funny. It's not like riding a bike. So when you all mm-hmm. find that club in that city and go do some comedy there, if it ain't for 10 minutes. And I, I pretty much call myself a reporter. I watch, and then I report. You know, I whatever's mm-hmm. going on on Instagram, whatever is going on on TV, what's in the news, you know, whatever's happening, I'll put my spin on it, like sexual harassment. I got some sexual harassment material and, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Cosby and whatever's going on. OJ now. I got to write something before Friday about OJ. I didn't, I missed the special, but I can go back oh, and girl. look at it. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you get a lot of content like, from that. They just, they just, <laughs> hey, double Jeopardy. <laughs> he can say whatever he wants to say now. They can't come after him no matter what. The Goldman exactly. might try to come after him. They can't, you know, he can't go to jail for it no more. It's a wrap. Right. He's out. Right. Yeah. So, so whatever's going on, um, the Me Too movement, I'm starting one called Not Me. I wish a nigga would. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got to go in there with that. You can't go in there all timid. You can't, after you get your Golden Globe, come back and want to file sexual harassment. Nigga, what? Golden mm-hmm. Globe? Oh, I'll right. take one for the team. Or Golden Globe, nigga. What What you want to feel on? My ass or my titty? Pick one. And I'm sorry. <laughs> but you, you can't know, come back question, question, though. Later. After the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. After because the then it makes you, you look petty. It makes you look petty. That's right. Right. Then you just look petty. sexual harassment claims have destroyed people's lives. I mean, it's a lot That's of people right. that lost people behind this sexual harassment, but you can grab a coochie and still run for president of the United States. So, it's, you know, it's and a double you Right, clearly. And become, you can grab a coochie and become the president of the United States. Your mm-hmm. job won't be in exactly. Absolutely. Not harassment. You should have been grabbing coochie. You'd still be working. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Now, I want to talk a little bit, because I have a question, because Kathy Griffin, Griffin, you know, she did uh-huh. that joke about Trump. And right. how do you know how far to go? I don't think she should have backed down because, first of all, you're a public figure. You're open. You're you're open. It's open season on you. And when people are being funny. I think you crossed the line to me. I don't talk about people's children. I don't talk mm-hmm. about God. And it's just certain things that I wouldn't do. Now, I don't know, really, I don't watch Kathy Griffin's style that much, but I don't know if she, some comics are like these outrageous comics that you're laughing more at how I can't believe she did that or said that than than Mm -hmm. the actual Mm -hmm. joke. So, but to cut off a a president of the United States' head and have it bloody, I, I think that's crossing the line in any country in the world. That's just, it's too many crazy people out there for you to, do something uh-huh. to ignite them into doing some shit like that. You, you see, it only takes one asshole. They say one monkey can't stop no show. Yeah, one monkey can shoot up a high school and kill 17 people. One monkey can make mm-hmm. it where we have to take our shoes off every time we're getting ready to get on a plane. So one monkey can't That's stop right. a show. And all it takes is that one monkey to see some shit like that for him to try to go out and actually cut off this man's head. So uh, there's some things to me that's just crossing the line. I would never wish harm on anybody. I, you could talk about them mm-hmm. being ugly or stupid or whatever, but to, I don't think she was wishing them harm, but it just went too far to have a bloody 
severed head. That's just, I don't want to see that even on, you know, in a movie, let alone in, on Instagram. But to each his own, she had a whole bunch of people backing her up, talking about she wouldn't have backed down. I, I wouldn't have did it. So I know I wouldn't have backed down because I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have put nobody's head. I see things, and mm-hmm. I want to comment, but I know better. I'm not going to comment. Mm-hmm. I see it. Mm-hmm. No comment. You know, I see these women out here taking care of these men. No no comment. Wow. Because mm-hmm. that's going to get old quick. You're going to get tired of that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You can't buy love. I don't care how many Jordans you get. You can't buy love. Please. You're going to get your feelings out I know that's right. Mel, and this is Tony. I want to say, with that being said, how do you attribute your longevity in the field? Because as you pointed out, there are just certain things you don't cause, certain levels to this. But how do you remain relevant and how do you remain, you know, with that longevity in this field? Because, like you said, some people are not around anymore. Right. I just keep writing and praying. God has been my booking agent. He's the one that got me on all these tours. God got me mm-hmm. on. Not one agent out here has booked a tour for me. All of them called mm-hmm. me, and me and God signed that contract. We read it. I can read. That's one good thing. I can read. So I read the fine print. I keep trying to stay relevant by being funny, writing new mm-hmm. stuff, going to do different clubs, working on stuff. I'm I, I talk to a lot of, you know, being in L.A., I, a lot of the producers and directors and stuff, they're at the comedy club, so they see you. And mm-hmm. they'll call and say, you want to do this or you want to do that? So I, I think I just, mm-hmm. God keeps me relevant. Thank God. And, you know, it's a few of us that are still here. The 25 years, it's not a lot of comics in those 25 years that are still telling jokes. And myself right. and Nail, Adele, there's a quite a few, you know, still out mm-hmm. here doing it. Mm-hmm. That's true. And also, if we spoke earlier, I generational, gonna, I you know. Drink. I don't drink, I don't do drugs, with, and I ain't no hoes. So oh. And I'm easy to work with. Key element. Uh-oh. To any possessor. Any possessor. Yeah, and that's, that's important in the industry, for real. Oh, yeah. Right, it is. So I'm good with that part. If I get rid of these mm-hmm. damn cigarettes, I'll be all right. But, yeah, I don't, uh-uh. And then I know how to stay in my lane. A lot of times they'll put you on a tour with them. That don't mean you finna be their new best friend, go everywhere they go. No. You do right. you, and they and see you tonight. So a lot of times I'm mm-hmm. on tour with all men, and it's just me. And the gr- mm-hmm. I don't, you know, there's no other girls until their girlfriends come to one of the shows or something. So it's like mm-hmm. traveling with your brothers, put it like that. That's how they treat uh-huh. me. They, they they protect me and they don't harass me. Right. So it's I'm family. And I they go play ball, I go to the mall. And so that's how I do that. <laughs> but I usually know somebody in every city. I know somebody in that city. So if you want tickets to this show, Come take me to the mall or to the movie or whatever I want while mm-hmm. I'm there. And there's always Uber. So I do me and they do them. Yeah. That's true. Absolutely. Now, what are some of the, what are some of the secrets for telling everyday jokes in order to get the biggest laughs? What are some of the secrets to be able to do that effectively? Because, honey, I'm telling you, that little oh. ding-ding joke is still funny. <laughs> 
still, 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 you owe me like five bottles of water because I don't lost my water. Every time I listen to it, I lose my water. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm talking to some of my girlfriends and, and they, oh, you need to take that to the stage. Yep. I'll be like, you ain't never lied. Let me write that down right now. Or, you know, just like that. Or I'll be at home watching TV and I'll see something. I'll be like, oh, and I'm laughing to myself. So I know if I'm laughing, I can get them to laugh, too. I'll be talking about where do Steve find these people on Family Feud? What the hell? Where are these hundred people? Because they be some dumb ones. She'd be like, really, though? Steve right. can't even believe that she's up there. What? Really? He already I'm, talking to the exactly. other Exactly. Exactly. Oh, I'm like, I, 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 I feel you on that. These people, I don't know. And they how stupid. key is delivery, Melanie? How key is the delivery? Delivery is everything. You got to be confident. You can't go in there. You got to be. You can't be too cocky. You can't go up there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna rip this shit because that's when you'll die of a terrible death. I'm mm-hmm. nervous every time I hit the stage, and I've been doing this for over five thousand shows. Put it like that, mm-hmm. and I'm scared mm-hmm. every time because you don't know if they're gonna like what you got on or mm-hmm. you or your first joke. Y'all saw Mason Pryor get booed on. Showtime at the Apollo the other day. Uh-huh. I mean, you're confident, thinking it's about to go, and then it goes to the left, especially at Showtime at the Apollo. Uh-huh. Real quick. Yeah. You have to be, mm-hmm. you have to read your room. You got to see what's out there. Is this an older mm-hmm. crowd? Oh, they ain't going too much for that dick coochie. Or you'll throw a joke <laughs> out, and you'll see. If they like that joke, oh, you can take it a little further. But if they ain't liking that joke, you know, to bring it back. Don't talk about that. Go to stuff. Talk about mm-hmm. groceries or something else. But I do <laughs> different crowds for different people. You know, I do. I go to churches and do shows for churches. I do shows for mm-hmm. kids, you know. So mm-hmm. you got to read your audience and see what I do. Cry. I was telling them last week I was at a show for Paul Mooney. I said, shit, it looked like an uh, AA. RP registration going on up in here. What is that? <laughs> Everybody in here looks fifty and over. What is it? Was they all? This must have been on AARP for Groupon or something. <laughs> <laughs> And you got to have that thick skin. So have you ever right. got that? Because, you know, life is content. Content is life. I mean, ain't no telling who who, who business is going to be told. So have you ever got that right. phone call like Melanie? Now, why you go up there and talk about me like that? Yeah. <laughs> do you get those calls? What I do. No, I turn it into me so that they won't, I won't get that call. I'll make it seem like I'm the one that had to do with the big balls. I ain't never had no nigga with no big balls. <laughs> But I'm like, girl, you should have seen them balls, uh-uh, or whatever, you know. I'll turn it and make it look like it's me so they won't figure it out. Or I'll make sure, like I used to do this joke about my friend. I, I just try to give somebody a place to stay till they got on their feet. And said what they don't know is you got to get off your ass to get on your feet. You can't lay on my couch all goddamn day and get on your feet. But I ended up having to put a tent over my house to get her out. Mm. Pretending wow. like the spider was coming. I broached the first. I said, she was like, for what? I said, for the spiders. Shit. And then I had to play like I was going out of town to get her out of my house. I was like, what wow. we'll do? He didn't spray shit. I told him, just put, how much to put the tent on for the weekend? Shit. Nigga charged mm-hmm. me $150, but I, I got her out. So mm-hmm. and she's never heard that joke. So 
no, I don't. I try not to talk about people's business unless they mm-hmm. put it on Instagram. Then it's up for free, whatever. I try not to talk <laughs> too much about the celebrities because I know them, and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like I used to do this joke about Usher, and somebody must have told him. And I talked about Jermaine Dupree on stage, so mm-hmm. they told him. And I'm at the Fox Atlanta getting ready to go on stage, and both of them backstage. I was like, I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. I'm doing it anyway. Because Jermaine Dupree used to do a joke a while back, talk, I mean, a song about if I buy you a drink and you drink it up, you coming home with me. I said, nigga, oh. if I come home with you, it's going to be rape charges tomorrow. You ain't going to buy me no drink. You can, you can give me that bar, but a drink ain't going to get me home, nigga. You seen Jermaine Dupree? I'm boy. You said, get out of my face. Then I was telling the joke. I said, I would have, I said, y'all heard Usher up there talking about, um, you can call me you ass. I said, I had your ass spelling my name at the end of our day. Mm-hmm. Nigga, they call her M-E. <laughs> and he got a picture. He took a picture choking me backstage. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to tell whatever joke. I'm not scared of y'all. But uh-huh. they came. So I be too careful about after that incident. I'm careful who I talk about on stage because people tell mm-hmm. them and then they'll come up there and then I'm I'm busted. <laughs> that also lends to longevity in the business as well. <laughs> right, right. Because I'm clowning Eddie Murphy one night. Next thing I know, he at the comedy store at the Laugh Factory in L.A. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Yo, <laughs> come in. I want to hear you. You better play it tonight while I'm here. All right, okay. Oh, <laughs> Every time he see me, he say, "I'm gonna put you in the next movie." I never ask people to put me in nothing. I'm gonna put you in my next mm-hmm. movie. I'm put you, next movie with black people. And then he did that show, that movie with Gabrielle Sidibay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Or something. And I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, wait a minute! You said the next movie with black people. What? I gotta be blue black? You didn't say blue black. You said black. I'm shocked. Changing that sister. I'm milk chocolate. Now, mm-hmm. well, what are some well, of the important things you do to prepare for a show? I just pray. Like things that people stage. wouldn't even know when you get ready. You just pray. Oh, I do. I just pray. That's it. I, I've seen it all. I've seen people who got to take a dump before they go on stage. I've seen people who got to snort cocaine <laughs> before they go. All I do is pray. Wow. Pray. Wow. God, give me a great show tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Then I go out there and mm-hmm. have fun. And it's Can't as go long wrong as y'all. They give me, y'all always give me so much love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing. And the guys love me, too, because I know how to stay in my lane. A lot of times, right. these new comics, what they do is they'll go out with the legends. They'll have a better show than them that night. But they're mm-hmm. not putting no asses in the seat. That legend's doing a favor by showing the world you. I mean, you go right. on Instagram, That's right. Twitter. He couldn't even follow me and, and wonder why you ain't on tour no more. Because you talk mm. too much. Be humble. Mm. You left up that no, night and had a good show. They came to see no. this man right here, not you. Mm-hmm. So, know your lane. Of, <laughs> stay in your lane. A lot of people don't know how to stay in their lane. Stay in your lane. Absolutely. Now, now, can you tell us and our listening audience the premise behind Girls' Night Out? What was the passion behind it, and what keeps it so so fresh and fun? Well, what's you know, everything right now is the year of the woman. Everything going on is the perfect opportunity 
to do it. This is now is our time. Mm-hmm. It's the year of women, especially with this sexual harassment. It's opening a lot of doors for women now. We're not putting up with mm-hmm. it no more. They're giving us more mm-hmm. jobs as directors and producers and actors, and we might as well take it out there on the road while it's hot. There's a lot of tours out right now. You got, you got the lit AF tour with Martin Lawrence and 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 everybody, and then you got Kevin Hart's out, and then there's um, who else is out? Somebody else, Mike uh, Epps and Cat William are out. So it's a lot of choices out there. And we're just hoping that the girls' night out attracts the women, if nothing else. Men are coming, too. We want y'all to come and learn. And it's not man bashing, fellas. That's what men think when it's a whole bunch of women, that it's nothing. But I don't think I'm a man basher. What I do is I report what I see. Mm -hmm. I'm a reporter. Mm -hmm. That's right. If if it's not you, if you're not the guy with the, uh, the, the, the thing that touched your knee, then I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your friend. You're not the guy with the bumps going up the back of your neck. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about your friend. But you know he's out there. You can't go to the movies or the mall without seeing Mr. Bumpy Neck, man. Come on. And it don't make no sense. And the brothers with the boobs, we see you. Stop wearing white feeders when you got titties. Come on. Wear a loose shirt. Okay. Please tell him about it. Please tell him about it. Please don't go. We don't. We don't want that. There's <laughs> too much of that lady dude stuff going on. I don't know if you a man with titties or a girl trying to be a man. And, and no, no. please, please tell them about the nail polish. I understand that y'all Girl. y'all feel okay, whatever the the movement is, but I I can't stand to see a man with some nail polish on. Why you got on nail polish? I can't either. Uh, even I don't even like the clear. To tell you the truth. Let them buff it out. No, I get to the nail shop the other day, and there's three dudes in there, and I need a pedicure. Are you kidding? Get up. Your big, gigantic feet out of here. They got to charge I went to get my nails done last night, and the guy, it was a guy in the chair. First, like, you know, you don't know which way they're singing, but he got up, right? and he had some white nail polish on his toes. Uh-uh. What? Girl, I, I see a real man that no toe, no polish. Not no ma- he not has a white polish, and he sat there and let them dry. <laughs> wow. White polish don't even look good on our feet half the time. It's just okay. some things that people should not be wearing. White white nail polish and red lipstick. I'm sorry. I can't. Please don't. Please don't. No, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. And it's so, nowadays, it's just totally different. You know, there's a lot of options. And women are lonely, and they're going on these different websites looking for love and stuff. Be careful. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crazy folks mm-hmm. on there, too. And trust me, That's if you so got true. your profile, there's others. He got their profiles, too. So I know there's a few. My best friend met a guy online, and they've been married almost 10 years now. So there are mm-hmm. a few cases. I don't think I could do it. Too many people know who I am. I couldn't possibly get on any type of mm-hmm. website. To look for love, mm-hmm. but have you either one of these ladies ever tried it? No, but it was a different world ten no. years ago, though. I've never tried no. it, but even five never years ago, it? it was a different world. <laughs> no, nope. so what you on Instagram looking for love? What tell me, y'all ain't went on nothing, and nobody inboxed well, you. Well, Miss Tony, Miss Tony, Miss Tony, wife one hundred and one. She been married like twenty four <laughs> years. Oh well, yeah, well, you better not get nothing in your inbox. <laughs> 
You're you're a lucky one, Miss Twenty Four Years. How blessed are you? Thank you. I have I have been blessed. I have a good yes. other half. There's a lot of drama in Twenty Four Years. I was married seven, so I know Twenty Four got a lot of shit. But that's what marriage is Actually, about: being kicking together, the rough and the good times. A lot of people just as soon as the times get rough, they're ready to go. I'm out. No. Exactly, and actually, it's, it's 26 years. I got to give him those two years extra. Okay, <laughs> my bad. Before well, he called <laughs> in and say, look, baby, we've been together 26. I know 26. I know, right? <laughs> Your hot line will be ringing in a minute. Oh, he'll be opening up the door to the office. <laughs> right, right. You, you, you know you're short two years on that. <laughs> Okay. You're going to have to make it up later. <laughs> Don't let me come refresh your memory, because I can do that. He'll be up to your job. Remember these two? Remember these two? These are the best two. You forgot all about them. Let me refresh. The uh-huh. These two made the other 24 happen. So uh, don't forget about these two. Yeah. Oh, now, what's the, the best part of, for you have you tried it? Have you tried doing online dating? I have never done online dating. Mm-hmm. No, I mm-hmm. haven't. I don't even like doing hookups mm-hmm. for my friend trying to enter. I said, well, why you don't want them? Are you trying to give them <laughs> right? the uh, What you know that I don't know? No. What's wrong with him? I'm, right. I'm not the best at choosing either. I usually let a man choose me. I'm old school. He's trying to holler, then he's interested, because I'm not a flirt. I'm not the one giving bat and mm-hmm. eyes and kissing and blowing. I don't, mm-mm. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I'll be, my and friend then be when, like, well, when you your friend. Oh, well. Right. And then they always, when they try to hook you up, you always ask that question, what he look like? Because you already know. Don't just oh, be trying to bring up any old body. Why I got to ask uh, you what he looked like? If I got to ask you what he looked like and you look to the left, no, I don't want to go. Mm-mm. No, you, you can tell by when they tell you, I want you to meet somebody, but first I need you to look same everything. That means he's ugly. <laughs> My friend, he was fine. He was fine. But he had halitosis. I couldn't handle it. I was like, oh, no. Ooh, oh, I see what oh, no. You got a cavity or some kind of stomach problem, but your breath stinks. Ain't no way in the world you going down on me with that breath. I don't think so. Show me Ooh, no. So they can say, so they can say it was you. Right. No, that's your breath. I don't have no infection. That's you. Oh my lord. Now you, know? you made us last a whole show just just by. Just regular talk. So if somebody wanted to be a comedian, drop five mm-hmm. jewels on them um, to be able to be pro- effective talk to in that. Like um, talk to them mm-hmm. like you're talking to your friend. I couldn't even look at my audience when I first started. So I would find a spot on that back wall and look at that and pretend like it was one of my girlfriends and I just talked to the wall. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as ice breaks, you'll start looking at people and seeing them laughing, and then you'll want to do more to make them laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh, they laugh. <laughs> about this one. So, yeah, just, if you talk about, ain't nothing funnier than the truth. So talk mm-hmm. about your truth. 
whatever you're going through, whether it's some weight loss, hair loss, whatever the hell. Um, I watched a girl sit up there the other night. She's a new comic. Ain't nobody seen her. She did 15 minutes on a lace front wig, and it was funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. Okay, you're going to make me not want to wear one. Shit. She's talking about all yeah. my glasses. And I'm like, you sure they wasn't gone before you put that lace front on? A lot of y'all playing in the lace front wig. You was bald way before you went, my nigga, nigga. I saw you in the braids. They started halfway at your ears. So don't blame it on the lace front. Big ball. Now, now, do, you, do you ever pick someone out of your audience and, and just go in on them? Only if they want me to. Like, if, if you come to my show... With a red suit on and some yellow shoes, and you sit in the first three rows, you want me to get you. And I'm going to do you that favor. Okay, I'm going to get you that way. Or if you keep talking, I'm going to clown you for a minute, and then I'm going to be security. How much you pay to get in sweet? Get this nigga $50 and get him out of here. And they don't even give him the 50 They just get him out. So I'll play with you for a minute, but once you start disturbing my show, then you got to go. But I try not okay. to. I've seen people waiting for a comic to come off stage so they can whoop their ass to the show. So, Oh, my goodness. I, I did a show in, in New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. I'll never forget. And they had never seen a comic like me before. Mm-hmm. And this is, mm-hmm. when I, this, this is when I first started doing comedy back in the 90s, 93 or 4. And I went mm-hmm. to this club called the Peppermint in New Jersey, and it's a rough club. They was shooting and killing and everything up in there. But after I came off stage, I had such a good show, and they had never seen uh, at least four dudes came up to me. Why you ain't talking about the bitches? And they was all I thought they was gonna whoop my ass for security. <laughs> Thank God, came me in and moved them out the way. I was like, because it was five guys before me, and they talked about the girls. So uh, mm-hmm. it was my job, my duty. Mm-hmm. Stand up for the women tonight. So that's what I did. Mm, okay. They were mad at me. They were to fight me. But other than that, I I rarely get a heckler. You know, if I get a heckler, somebody put them there to heckle me. Another comic, mm. they do that too. If you're having a good show, they want to mess your show up because they got to follow you. But you ain't going to mm. mess my show. So I ain't worried. Wow. Now, do you guys, do you get a lot of that, like, we don't. We hardly. We, we might see here little beef in social media, but we all know sometimes that may not be real. Sometimes that's just something made up. And most of the time, if something is going down, it's like a year after the fact. We always get everything at the last minute. But when uh-huh. when comedians have beef, do they do things like that? Are there different um, ways that they try to just disturb your act like that? It's fight. They actually fist fight over jokes. Comedians will mm-hmm. get cases behind you telling one of their jokes because you can't copyright a joke. So what people do is they'll watch you on TV, and then it's a subliminal thing. They don't even realize they're telling the joke. You, you saw that joke six months ago on Netflix when Mike Epps did it, and you actually think you wrote that joke. So you in the club mm-hmm. doing it, and then Mike Epps shows up because they telling him, <laughs> hey, there's this new comic out there, and he's doing your joke. And, you know, mm. we sit down and we write these jokes and, and we work on Sometimes we craft. It takes us three or four months to get the joke on point. And right. 
you to just come take it after we didn't built it, that makes a lot of people mad. They be ready to fight for it. Some people be like, mm. I'm going to take that. I don't see you no way. And they'll block you from working. But most mm. of the time, they fight. Mm. Wow. They are physically over jokes. It's a, it ain't no game. It ain't no joke. That's your now, livelihood. Now, what do you prefer? Exactly. Do you prefer improv or do you prefer stand-up? Stand-up. Because you can do, improv is a different thing. Like, a lot of people think improv is when you just come up on stage and start talking. That's the improv, too. But there's also the improv where it's troops. It's a group of people, and they're not talking. They're, like, mining pretty much. But they'll be given a subject, and then everybody got to come up and play off of that subject, almost like wilding out. That's mm-hmm. improv That's wilding improv. out. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, I would love to see you on Wildin' Out. Hey, Nick. Yes, Nick, oh, it's hell, me. No, um, we no, get, no. we need to get Melanie on Wildin' Out. Mm-hmm. We so, need to get her on Wildin' Out. Hilarious. They told just hilarious. She, I saw her saying on Instagram she was too old. So if she's too old, I'm definitely too old for Wildin' <laughs> Out. They had, uh, who did they have on there? Lunell was on there. I do believe. Lunell be funny. Because, uh, you know, when Safari had his, his stuff on the Internet and she did, oh, her, uh, <laughs> she did her she did her Instagram post, that was hilarious. Right. But she was so serious. She was like, look. <laughs> right. She wasn't playing. Cause he, after she posted a picture with her and him. Everybody, girl, that man swing both ways. Watch out. Be careful. Whatever. <laughs> she went. On in on his ass, I think after that I don't be on Instagram much, but I heard about it. I was like, "Oh Lord, okay." <laughs> wow. Oh yes. Right now, post your business on social media. You'd be surprised what you think you got. You put you and your man up there, unless you're married to him or in a secure relationship. I would suggest you don't put it on. Mm-hmm. I be <laughs> girls be getting inboxed all the time. Yeah, that might be your man, but he was over here last night. Ask him where he was at eleven thirty. You know he wasn't at home. He might not even been with her, but he wasn't at home. So now you're yeah. causing problems in your relationship. So just keep your personal life to your damn self. Put your kids mm-hmm. up there and they awards they won at school and shit, and that's about it. Interesting. People bring drama mm-hmm. to their life. Why would you be posting that picture? How long you been dating him? Three weeks? That's not picture post time. Mm-mm. You don't even know about him yet. Need to put his name in that Google search and see how many other women he dated. Google search it, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> All right, now. Now, here yeah, on Let's yeah. Chat, we'd like to have... Mm-hmm. We like to have fun, and since we know you have a funny bone, I can't wait to see what Miss T pull up because she always <laughs> asks some questions. I am going to put out this disclaimer. We apologize in advance if you have pearls, clutch them now because ain't no telling what she's going <laughs> to ask you. But I'm excited because I'm sure we're going to get a good laugh out of it. <laughs> Go ahead, T. Oh my goodness! How can I? How can I follow that? You know. Well, Miss Mer, once again, thank you so much for sharing your time with us this evening here on Let's Cat. Well, you know, this is your home. You're welcome back anytime. But I would love okay. to get a funny joke out of you, and I want to give you a prop to use in your stand-up. 
And your prop tonight, can you tell us a funny joke with some hot wax? It could be for the male, female, back, whatever. You just let it, let it, let it rip, girl. Literally. <laughs> I tell you what, hot wax ain't for the black chick. It ain't for this one. Hell no. Uh uh. Put the hot wax on trying to shave your legs. Oh God, I thought I bumped my damn leg off. Uh uh. I don't want no. I'm gonna have a. I'll have hairy legs before I ever do that hot wax shit again. I tell you that. I don't want hot wax on no hair on this body. And if you're trying to get freaky with the hot wax, you're going to get cussed out. You better put some honey on this and get the lotion. There ain't going to be no wax. Uh-uh. Ouch. You know, you use wax to come down my kitchen and do the floor. But that's it. There ain't going to be nothing on this one. You're going to get waxed. You use some hot wax on me. I'm a freak. But going to freak me with some whipped cream or some goddamn honey. Something that ain't going to burn when you pour it on. Mm-mm. And lick, pull it off. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. You ever tried it, ladies, hot Shade? Uh-uh. I'm just going to have me a little uh, butch. Sorry. I tripped down, but I'll never do that with any wax again. Oh, damn. She couldn't wear panties for three days. Get this shit. Ouch. They do everything you see on Instagram, ladies. That shit don't always work. Oh, my gosh. Both arms after I got that wax off. Uh-uh. Terrible. No, thanks. No more hot wax. So hilarious. So hilarious. Yes. Okay. I want to know when Girls' Night is coming to Atlanta. Um, Tell us about the shows that you have coming up. You got so much cooking in your creative kitchens. You got to tell us what you got going on for those that want to catch your funny in any state that you may be in. And any, uh, tell us, remind everybody about your projects you have coming out in December and uh, any other things okay, you have coming on the ride. You guys know me, Melanie Camacho. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. It's Melanie, like the white people spell it, M-E-L-A-N-I-E, Camacho is not Spanish. It is West Indies. It is C-O-M-A-R-C-H-O. So if you just put in Melanie, C-O-M, I'll pop up. Follow me. I'll try to follow you back. I like Mexicans, but we ain't getting married or nothing like that. You can cut my grass. I'll buy some weed from you. But, no, we are not going to get no married. I'll tell you that. That is not a Spanish name. That's a black name with a jacked-up name. That's what that is. Now, I'm going to be all over this country. I'll be in L.A. Friday, March 16th with the girls' night out. Then Saturday and Sunday, I'll be in Memphis at Chuckles with Mr. Paul Mooney. Then, let me see. Then after that, I will be May 5th. I'll be in Fort Myers, Florida doing a show. Um, On the 10th of May, I'll be in Baltimore. The 11th, Jacksonville, 11th through the 13th, I'll be at a club in Jacksonville, Florida. And then there's a girls' night out in Chicago on the 25th. I will be in Atlanta in May with Paul Mooney at the comedy, um, the Atlanta Comedy Theater, which is in Norcross, Georgia. Um, I'll be there no, with Paul Mooney on the third and the third and the fourth of May. 
And then the 5th mm-hmm. of May, I'll be at Fort Myers in, in Florida. So you guys can catch mm-hmm. me somewhere. And then just follow me on Instagram. You can see my um, Facebook, but it's it's a public page, but it's full. So every mm-hmm. couple of months, what I'll do is I'll, I'll delete somebody and put one of my bigger fans in the spot because it's a thousand people waiting to be my friend. And then you can always go to my fan page at Melanie Camacho on Facebook and like that and see what I'm doing, where I'm going, and when I will be in a city near you. Awesome. I just followed you on both your Twitter and your Instagram, so you'll see Miss Tony, Tony Trina Franklin. And um, okay. I'm in New York, so I was waiting to hear New York name drop on New York. Look, June uh, 23rd, I'll be in New York at BB King. There you go. No, my June bad. It's June 7th. June 7th. My bad. June, June 7th, 7th, I will be at BB King's in New York. And then on the 9th, I'll be at the Howard Theater in D.C. Then I'll be doing a film. I'll tell you all about it. Then I'll be at, on the June 23rd in Miami at the James L. Knight Center with the Girls' Night Out Tour. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll be... In D.C., April 28th with the Girls' Night Out Tour at the MGM Grand in D.C. So you guys, follow me on Instagram. You'll see everywhere I'll be. Come out, support when I get to a city near you. Make sure you mm-hmm. shout out Takeover Productions. Is that the name of it? What's the name you yes, guys? Yes, Takeover Productions. Make sure you mm-hmm. shout out Takeover Productions. I heard you on that. When I do see you, oh, so we can take a picture chat. together. Let's oh, no, I wish it was Let's Chat. Let's Chat about Chat. Yeah, the Takeover Productions. Yeah, Takeover Productions, that's Tanya. Yep, Takeover Productions, hashtag Let's Chat. Make sure you, you guys go. chat with me. Come say something. <laughs> so look Thank for me so in the city near you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Um, I mean, You're ladies. You're so welcome. And <laughs> I will see you on my journey somewhere in this United States of America. Thanks for all the love, 25 years you. of it. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you, you for appreciate taking time it. out to come and hang with us. Yes. And I will see you on May 3rd. Oh, great. Well, I'll see you then. Make sure you come up to me and say something. <laughs> okay. You have a great evening. You too. Make sure you come holler at me when you come to the show now. Don't just sit in the hall and judge me. Okay? All right. Matter of fact, right. call me when I the day be, when I get to you. Call me the day before the show. Make sure I ain't trying to go to the mall. What are you talking about? Atlanta? Atlanta. Yeah, yeah I might Atlanta. Y'all little, y'all little ghetto-ass mall. Y'all got a ghetto. See if, <laughs> see if I can find. They say it's only eight straight men in the city. Let me see if I can find one of them. <laughs> one of the eight, right? One of the eight. One of the eight. One of the eight. One of the eight single. Because there's some, some married men there, but there's only eight oh. single straight men in Atlanta. That's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Specify, girl. Specify. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to get better. They're probably under 21. they probably under 21. Girl, just ain't got time out yet. Okay, they ain't got time out yet. Okay, ladies, I will see you. Listen for me also on B103 when I do get there. My girl, Wanda Smith, that's my girl. Always hang out with her when I come to Atlanta. So you guys listen for me. Okay.
You got to right, try and get on Sister again. Circle, too. I'm going I'm to have uh, Tanya. I'm going to try to get get the uh, information for her. I would love to see mm-hmm. her on Sister Circle. I think that would be so hilarious to have her on there. I'm quite sure that mm-hmm. she will be because they always, they, when stars come in, they always snatch them up, but I can't wait to be able to see her on there. So I'm going to mm-hmm. um, see. Okay. But I'm excited. We had a great show. I laughed the whole time. <laughs> I know, right? She was so funny. <laughs> and naturally funny. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Naturally funny. And jokes that we've heard for years, you know, things that I love it when comedians take things and then they don't make, because the world is so depressing. News is depressing. Everything depressing. But they always make it so we laugh, no matter how serious. And so I am grateful that 25 years she's still doing what she's doing, making us laugh and and keeping us um, together. Mhm, and loving what she's doing. Absolutely. So we appreciate her. We appreciate Tanya for allowing her to uh, connect with us. We got our next fabulous mm-hmm. guest. We love her. She might as well have her own key. <laughs> her own key, her own chair. <laughs> her own key, and her own chair to the show. We got the fabulous Teresa B. How? Hey, boo. Hey, sugar. How you doing? Happy belated. Happy birthday again. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have so much fun. <laughs> thank you. Well, welcome to Let's Chat. We're so happy to have you, Miss Teresa. Well, thank you for having me back. And, and yes, I would like my own personal chair with my name going across. And I want to be on Sister Circle, too. So, you know, you, since you're hooking up the comedian, go ahead and slide my name in there, too. Okay. <laughs> I don't tell jokes, but I can keep them laughing for about two minutes at least. I'm just Wasn't saying, she hilarious? You know. Did you enjoy that, Teresa? She was awesome. Yes, she was. I I had never heard. I've seen pictures of her on social media, but I had never really heard her jokes. And mm-hmm. I was over here rolling. Like I'm glad I had my mute button because she was she was very funny. <laughs> oh, we now, laughed child. the whole interview. <laughs> yes, but child, you got some things cooking in your creative kitchen, Miss Teresa. Child, you got plays going, you got tours going. You got okay. Tell us what you got going on. You got to run it on down for us because you over there doing some things and moving, making those bold moves in the dark. I'm I'm doing a little something something. You know, ain't ain't much. Just a little something something. But let's see where can we start. So we have the play. That church life to play, and we put out the flyer maybe like a little less than a week ago, and we mm-hmm. already have 25 submissions. Um, so mm-hmm. we we started off with a bang with that, and we were very excited about that. There are a lot of people that want to be part of this play, and they are in different states. They're not just in North Carolina, mm-hmm. so that was pretty cool. Um, and then we have that church life three that should be coming out. Um, probably within the next three weeks. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that hopefully is the end of this saga, this church saga. But it depends on what my creative kitchen says. If I'm stir up some mm-hmm. more soup about these church folks. And mm-hmm. let's see, we got the Essence Festival going on. Um, Yay! So proud to be part of that. Thank you to my lovely friends. Hint, hint, hint. And um, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> so I really appreciate y'all always advocating for me and putting my name out there. So the Essence Festival is July, what is it, July 5th through the 9th. And then the 8th? Um, before, the 8th? Okay, well, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> um, let me see. The Atlanta Expo, that's that's in June. I'm supposed to be there. Okay. And I just found out today about the National um, Book Club Convention that's in August that's also in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. just a couple of things cooking, just, just a couple. Hopefully the play will start. Yeah, it is. Um, hopefully the play will be um, put into production by September. Um, I got a really good um, casting company that is very experienced, and she's doing a great job. So it'll be like boom, boom, boom. As soon as I come back from this, then I'll be doing this. So I'll probably mm-hmm. be busy for the rest of the rest of the year. That's a good okay. thing. Okay, and a good thing. Yeah. tell us about yeah. Beyond the Surface. You're training. How is that going? You just you just dropped that. Oh yeah, I forgot. Girl, thank you for reminding me. Goodness, you're welcome. That's what I that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, beyond the surface, I started training last week, and I um sat down with a couple of authors who wanted some one-on-one tips about you know how to get into bookstores, how to market their brand, and. Um, it's a three-hour training, and that has also become very popular. Um, I thought it was just going to be virtual, but I have gotten some offers to where they want me to go to Charlotte to actually have classes. Um, mm-hmm. So that will be set mm-hmm. up mid-May. Um, they've, they've already given me three days to choose, and so I have probably about 12 people that will want training, you know, face-to-face. So... That has started, and I'm supposed to have a class this coming Thursday um, at 7 o'clock. And if there's an author out there that you want to know how to be on television, how to get in Barnes & Noble, how to um, market your stuff beyond Amazon, I'm your girl. I've learned a lot. I want to know. I be having, you know, I like to educate myself. Okay, well, join the class, girl. I'll give you a, a BFF discount. <laughs> no, you know, you 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 know, you can log in for free. You know, you you know how we. But um, yeah. Whenever whenever you want to join the class, just let me know. Um, people are really excited about it because I'm giving away tips and secrets um, that a lot of authors don't know, and so they think mm-hmm. just because I'm I'm new that I don't know nothing, but I was in business before I went into education, so I know, you know, how to market. That was one of my main things when I was a project manager, marketing. So there's Mm -hmm. a lot of tips and a lot of things that people didn't realize, and, you know, they always ask me how do you get in Barnes & Nobles and things of that nature, and you're a new author. Well, the class will show you it all. So just come on in when you're ready, girl. 
That's okay, awesome. child. It says it, it says it's sold out, but I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to try to get up in there. You dropping some jewels and nuggets. That's what I'm talking about. And, and look, don't be giving my secrets away. Don't be giving my secrets away now. I might have to uh, make you sign a confidentiality form before you enter. I take the <laughs> class for the secrets. Look, I take the class for the secrets, and then I share those secrets to my discretion with with my peoples that don't know. You see what I'm saying? Because that's people? what I do. With my people. How about you refer your people to me? So I can get paid. How about that? <laughs> but to see, I get the education. I get educated, and then I share the education. <laughs> Silence. Well, why you? Well, why you guys pass that out, Teresa? This is Tony. I want to ask you a question. What was the premise behind you putting <laughs> putting your your book to to um to film? What what where did it, that desire come from? Well, I kind of had a vision even before I wrote my first book. Um, these mm-hmm. are things that I, as early as 16, I was thinking about acting and singing. And um, at that time, I thought I was Janet Jackson. Um, I had a little <laughs> a little dance group. Yep. We were, um, BET was pumping the, the videos, and Pleasure Principle was, was a video that everybody mimicked. And so I had um, right. a cousin and a best friend, and we would, you know, do her routine, and we had the chair spinning, and, you know, we had all that stuff down pat. And so mm-hmm. we had a little singing group. And so back then I was doing talent shows and performing and even had an opportunity to go to Maury Starr's house to audition because he was looking for a girl mm. group at that time. But that's right. like a little bit before he went bankrupt. But um, <laughs> mm-hmm. we we didn't go all the way. And so I was really, really focused on singing and acting back then. And I was very active in trying to be seen and things like that. But it was mm-hmm. when I went to, I took a little English class at a community college in Boston. And I was telling my professor how, you know, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to be better than Janet Jackson. And then you're going to see me in the movies. And, da, da, da. and she was like, you don't need to be singing. You need to be writing. And mm. I, yeah, and I was like, I don't want to write no books. Like, what is that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I, I'm, I'm about to be on TV with Janet. Like, we, we writing uh, what? And I had wrote a short story. <laughs> I had wrote a short story for the class, and she really liked it. She said, "You're a really good storyteller." She said, "You really need to mm-hmm. be writing." I didn't pay any mind. I'm still trying to be Janet. I got about Mm -hmm. in in my 20s still. At the time, I was living in Atlanta, and I was still chasing that dream, and I was still, you know, going to auditions because I was going to be Janet. So I already Mm -hmm. had the acting bug in me. Um, Right. And it just just so happens that, um, you know, when I had the tragedy of my grandmother passing, my mother-in-law came to me and said, the Lord told me that you're supposed to be writing. Wow. And I'm like, what you say, God? Say that again. And so mm-hmm. <laughs> I started kind of writing a little bit nonfiction, and I didn't mm-hmm. like the tone. And then that's when I um I said, well, you know, I could be a little comical because I've been in church all my life. I know I could write something pertaining to the church where, where people would mm-hmm. like it. And so that's mm-hmm. how it stemmed. So when I wrote that first book, I said, well, this will be my opportunity to see Janet or, you know, get that acting bug mm-hmm. on again. 
And so mm-hmm. I have a cousin that, that is a um, producer. He works um, in a university locally that where he's done 22 stage plays. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I told him that I wrote a book, that's the first thing that he said. He said, oh, you ready to do, to do your play? And so that was maybe about a year and a half ago. So Okay. So it brings wow. us to right now. So I, full, when I say full I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Mm, that's full circle. Now, how, how has it been to transition your, your, your book into a stage play? Have you had to do a lot of revamping? No, because the the way I do storytelling, it I, I the way I write, I visualize being on. So it's very easy for the person that that made it into a script because she said I wrote it just like it was a movie. So oh. it, it it took her all of a month to write the script. Really? Yeah, and it's that, really good that too. Sounds like a- that sounds like um, you would think that it would take much longer, but I guess because, like you said, the style of your writing. And, uh, you know, sometimes as readers, we take our books into a play in our mind. So I guess pretty much you just followed that 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 scheme, and she was able to, to put it together. And you're happy with, with the final result that she gave you? We're still does doing it capture? Does it capture what you wanted in your book to, to roll over to the stage play? We still got some parts we have to add because since book three is not out yet, she doesn't know, like, the final outcome. So um, once book three is dropped, then she'll be adding some of book three to that storyline because there's some crucial parts that actually need to be talked about that's in book three. Mm-hmm. So, so it's some of all the books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And if, it, if you so have, I have a book. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Oh, I was getting ready to say, if you haven't read the book, the book is basically stemming on domestic violence in the church. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like the community was saying, this is a time where, where women are rising up and standing up for themselves. This girl eventually stands up for herself. Kind of, sort of. Well, I can't tell you what happened, but something mm-hmm. happened where um, her friend took a stand for her. Let's just say that. Mm. And so um, it's it's very relevant with the time, even though it was written before all of this stuff happened. So you never know. Maybe I can meet Oprah. (laughs) Never know. That has been, that is on her bucket list. She that has been on her bucket list. And I think that she's going to do it. I I think she's going to do it because that is her Mm -hmm. bucket list. When I say that's her bucket list, that is her bucket list. (laughs) Now I have a question though. How did you create the, without book three coming out, how did you create the play without those missing elements? So the way that the script is written right now, it it ends with book one. Um, she did mm-hmm. put parts of book two in the beginning of it um, because it all kind of aligns, but it ends with the ending of book one, which is a murder. And I thought that was kind of rough because, if, you know, if, you, if you're calling it that church life, you need to have some of the part where they had happy times too. Um, so I wanted to end on a happy note. I don't want it to end with, with just the murder because um, church folks mm-hmm. will beat me up. They will beat me up <laughs> if they come to Oh, yeah, they're coming for your head. Oh, they yeah, they're like, so what you trying to say? 
Exactly. So, yeah, th- those are the elements that she's adding because we don't want it to just to be a murder at the end of the play. Right. Mm. This sounds like it's so much fun to actually see your baby come uh, literally alive before your eyes. It is. And it's like, wow, is this really my life? Like, you have to pinch yourself to really figure out if you are who you say you are. Like, I'm like, really? Like, who's Teresa B? Is that me? Like, you know, so I have those moments where I'm really sitting in awe because I can't believe that this is all coming into fruition. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. And do you have like a, a something in your mind how you want your characters to 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 be portrayed? Well, I'm I'm stuck on the two older ladies in the book, uh, Mother Smithfield and Mother Gaines. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to rock those parts. That's all I keep saying. If you're gonna be Mother Smithfield and Mother Gaines, you better come in there with that gray wig and you better rock it. So. <laughs> <laughs> the other two, the other characters in the book, I, I think you could get by, but those are the two main characters where everybody has fallen in love with, and I really want them mm-hmm. to be special. Mm-hmm. Now, are they supposed to come in in character to lend more authenticity to the to the to the to the character? Oh yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. they, you, if you gonna be Mother Smithfield. You better have her height, her weight. She about three hundred pounds. We gonna might have to add some oh. clothes. Oh yeah, Mother Smithfield got issues. Um, she overweight. She got orthopedic shoes. Her feet swollen. Her ankles is twisted. She got a whole bunch of stuff going on. So yeah, oh, you, wow. you gonna be <laughs> you gonna be Mother Smithfield. You gotta do it right. Oh, and don't oh, forget God. her Tina Turner wig. She got a Tina Turner wig too. Mhm. <laughs> and that's the Tina Turner like wig. So much fun. Mhm. <laughs> the Tina Turner wig. Mhm. And she's she ghetto. She oh, she ghetto. She's a little ghetto. Mhm. <laughs> so, well, you know, just just it's it's always them them holy ones that you know you gotta you gotta have the content like life's content. So when you um. When you speaking to people, you gotta have a little bit. You gotta be able to relate a little bit to what they're going through. But I have a question because you said that the book has a a domestic violence um, theme behind it. How were mm-hmm. you able to write that into into three different books? So I'm not. My writing style is not where it's gonna somebody's gonna get redeemed or a happy ending at the end. That's just not how I I write. So I didn't know that it was gonna be three parts. I thought I was gonna stop at two, but there's a drastic dramatic scene at the end of one that really captures the readers that they have to read part two, and basically it's the pastor's daughter who is dealing with domestic violence and she has been called to preach. Um, so here we have this preacher that is going through what she's going through with this boyfriend. And so when you mm-hmm. go further on in the story, you you see how she struggles between her face and between being in love. And so um, by book three, though, she got a new boo, you know, but I can't, yes. I can't tell you what <laughs> happens to, to the guy. But by book three, there's a new man. And because Ooh. of her... Her past issues is now affecting her present relationship. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
That's that church life, girl. Mm-hmm. And it's real because, you know, you do have some female pastors who they struggle. You know, they want they don't want to be alone, and they want that man. And then they get that man, you know, that just got out of prison, that, you know, because they was doing the prison ministry, and they end up falling in love with the man behind bars, and then they see, you know, the man start coming to the church, then he start beating her up. And it, girl, it, it, it wasn't hard to write, I can tell you that much, because this is some – some realistic stuff that I've heard and seen throughout my years mm-hmm. of being in the church. Wow. That's life. That's real life. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, you get up in, in age and you preaching and God ain't sent you no man yet. What? <laughs> you gonna go to you gonna go to the prison and, and boom, you got a husband. You ain't even know he's in there for knocking folks upside the head. <laughs> Now, we will say disclaimer because we know that people do change. However. (laughs) Yes, they do. However, I wanted to show the process of how she's going to overcome. She will overcome in in part three. There will be redemption for everybody involved, and it will probably end up in a happy ending. But I wanted to show the process of how she got to it because just because you're in the church – doesn't mean because you go to the altar and get prayed for that one time that you are all your problems are resolved. And so I wanted to show that in the book. Hmm, that redemption. Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Now, so you're writing book three. You got your play going. You're, you're touring. What else mm-hmm. is Teresa B. Howe going to do? Well, I started this show called Amplified Exposure Live, um, and I have a studio and every and everything on where we're supposed to be taping and all that good stuff. However, I'm so busy with the other stuff that it's really hard to fit that in right now. So mm-hmm. um, I'm putting that on hold probably probably until I get some time. Since I'm an educator, you know, spring break is coming up. So when I get that week off, I'll try to map it out. Because when you're doing, you know, self-publishing, tours, all this other stuff, plays, you're doing it all yourself because it's your baby and you want it to be the way you want it to be. So, you know, mm-hmm. all things can't happen at one time. So I, I just basically right. put uh-huh. that aside just for a moment to kind of rest my brain because – between finishing the book, you got characters yelling at you, <laughs> and then you got to play, you know, and, and you got to go and audition those people and all these different things and look at submissions. So mm-hmm. I decided to put Amplified Exposure on hold and just, just to give me some wiggle room to do the rest of my stuff. So mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. overwhhelmed with that, with that being said, Teresa, I mean, it's very hard juggling all of that and, and creating balance. How do you find self time for self, you know, just to keep you sane? How do you find, how do you balance all of that? Well, let's see. You know, I just came back from Jamaica. That's one way. Just take a trip. Mm, nice. <laughs> very nice. Um, and we, me and my husband, we go once a year. And we try to go to Myrtle Beach at least three times, two or three times a year. Um, Mm -hmm. We do, we are very family oriented, believe it or not, with all the stuff going on. So we do a lot of stuff through the week, you know, like Tuesday nights we have a certain theme, Thursday nights we have a certain theme. 
So, you know, we get to spend that quality time together. So they they help me. My family helps me a lot, and they support me a lot. So it's easy. Mm-hmm. It, they make it easy for me. You know, like Good. I'm not mm-hmm. one of those wives that you know have I have to cook and I have to cook. My husband's not like that because he knows I got way mm-hmm. too much stuff going on to be talking about frying chicken. So, <laughs> <laughs> so and he he understands that and he's okay with that. So you know, mm-hmm. um, he basically supports me and he fills in the gaps where you know where I'm not able to do certain things. So it works out right. well. That's good. The support is so important. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, here That's on Let's good. Chat, T always got a fun, she always got something fun. I'm sure she'll make it a little churchy. So, you know, you don't have to necessarily clutch your pearls. Just kind of just kind of wave your hand over them and play, pray for them for a minute. Because ain't no telling. <laughs> Okay. Oh my goodness, make it a little churchy. Okay, you threw me for that one. I gotta back up and regroup <laughs> to make it churchy, as you say. Okay. Okay. Um, I have a prop that I want you to put into a mini scene for you, Miss Teresa. Thank you once again for joining me, Alicia, tonight. Um, your prop tonight is a tall straw hat that uh, Mother Teresa is wearing, and I want you to just input it into a quick scene and, and, and lay it on us. <laughs> a tall straw hat. Okay, so let me go ahead and put this straw hat on Mother Smithfield because Teresa don't wear hats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, it, let it be put on Mother Smithfield because, you know, she she like to be seen in the church. So we're going to put the hat on oh, Mother right. Smithfield. And okay. she's on the she's on the front row. She's hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Next thing you know, the spirit hit her, and that straw hat goes tumbling in the pulpit. And she goes wobbling with them swollen feet and them orthopedic shoes to get that straw hat. There you go. <laughs> and I can see her doing that too. Oh my hat! Oh my lord! <laughs> With her dress excuse me, Pastor, excuse me. Excuse me, First Lady, you stepping on my hat. You stepping on my hat. First Lady, that's my hat. Can you get your heels off my hat? I just want to get my hat, baby. Just just move your leg to the side. Uh-huh, I want you to shout over to the left. Just shout a little bit to the left. I got you. Okay, I'm just trying to get my hat over here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And you know she's moving real With the one finger. With the one finger. She got the one finger raised the whole time. Yes, the one finger. Yes. Yes, you need to be a comedian. Wait a minute. What is this? You need to be on stage. Thank you so much. But, yeah, Mother Smithfield in the straw hat. See, now I'm going to be trying to figure out how I'm going to put that in book three. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm glad I could oblige. I'm glad I could oblige. <laughs> you, get all kinds, you get all kinds of ideas here in the last chat with me and Alicia. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't charge no coin for that one. We're not going to charge no coin. Uh-uh. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> Y'all are so funny. 
<laughs> we so appreciate you coming to kick it with us in the chat room, taking time out of your busy, busy day. For all yeah, of those who are looking me. for Teresa B. Howe, shout out all of your social media, shout out to her events, your next book, when it will be dropping, and any other projects you have on the horizon. Um, so the next book, I don't want to give a date. We just said spring 2018 because um, mm-hmm. I, I, I got messed up the last time I gave a date and the readers were mad at me, so we don't want to do that no more. So spring 2018, <laughs> you mm-hmm. can reach me at um, com. I am on Facebook as Author Teresa B. I'm on Twitter as Author Teresa B. And I'm on Instagram as Teresa B. Howell. Awesome. And, oh, my, my books can be found on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Smashwords, um, iBooks, anywhere where they sell books. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you are always welcome here and let's chat. This is your home. You got a chair pulled up with your name across the back in sparkly lit up letters. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. So we appreciate you coming through, girl. All right. Thank y'all so much. Y'all have a good evening. And we'll see you soon. We'll see you at the Essence. Down yep. The we, we'll, see, we'll see you, at, we'll see you in, in June. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, the Book Expo. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. So I can't wait to see you guys. And I, I hope you have something fun planned for me. Ain't no telling what Lisa got in, and Lisa don't want to keep people in trouble, you know, Teresa. You know, she's trying uh-uh. to blame it on me. Uh-uh. <laughs> Tony is the influencer. Tony is she. She's my influencer. Mm-hmm. Tony keeps me in a lot of shenanigans on a regular basis, and then she be like, Leash, what do you think? Let's let's go for a little while." <laughs> You know, Y'all ain't going to get me in trouble in Atlanta. Mm-mm. Nope, you're not going to do it. But you know, I, used to, you. I know, you know, I used to live there, so I, I know exactly where you're taking me. So, oh, you know. All right now. Oh, yeah. I'm Double ready. trouble. <laughs> Double trouble, yep. Thank you all so much. So you are more Thank than welcome, you. and we will see you soon. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. You too. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> I love when she yes, comes on the entry chat room. Absolutely. We always have a good time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so make sure you follow her, her page, on her social media that she's share with us. And I'm also in you to, if you're in the Atlanta area, all of us are going to be down there for the Atlanta Book Expo, and that's with the wonderful Miss Monique Hall. We thank you so much Absolutely. for joining us tonight. And at the AANBC Awards as well with the fabulous Tamika Newhouse. Mhm. So we got a lot going on. The ladies of Let's Chat may be in the area near you, so make sure you follow us. And please come out and support. We'd love to meet you guys in person. And we appreciate you guys for joining us this evening. And we'll be back on Friday. 
Yes, Friday is our controversial night, child, because, you know, we got author J.L. King coming up in the chat room, and I got so Uh-oh. so many responses from that one little post I shared of his, you know, mm-hmm. um, that uh, it's going to be quite an interesting show, but he going to go, he going to give us the down low on the down low, child. Yes, the down low on the mm. down low. Wow. Because right. he got part two. Ready, yes, guys. he got part two. He got part two, and he has another book that's coming as well. So um, we're, just, we're just excited that he's got his pen flowing and a lot of different things that he's doing to push his brand. Mm-hmm. He has tons of jewels mm-hmm. to be able to drop. So make sure you bring that pen and paper. Awesome. And we'll see you guys on Friday. We hope you guys are looking forward to it as much as we are. And we are out. Good night, everybody. Good night. Stop.